0: It's another wintry Wednesday here at the Time to Die Radio Network. And what better way to spend it than to curl up next to a piping hot cauldron of terror. Yes, friends, we've brewed up something extra frightening for tonight's episode. When most people think of fear, they might picture a cold shiver down the back of their spine. But contrary-wise, tonight's episode is sure to make your heart pound and your blood It's important that we remember where we left off. As I recall, the gang survived the night at Dr. Greenbank's home and awakened to a new mystery, a perfect circle in the snow, which
1: had been tracked all the way around the doctor's house. You can see that there are varying degrees of freshness to these tracks, and Um, The freshest of them still have a decent amount of snow in them, but only maybe three inches or so. So you would guess around dawn, maybe, this would have stopped. After some searching, they
0: believed the circle centered on another discovery in the
1: basement. Painted on the floor is this large geometric pattern Um, and it's it's like stars but but a large concentric like pattern of them starting in the in the center and sort of coming out to the edge of this circle they
0: theorized that some entity must have created the circle as a protective barrier to guard them through the night
2: is it old
3: this has been done recently.
2: Whoever put this here, or whatever put this here, put it here to protect us.
0: Afterwards, they piled into their stolen sheriff's car
1: and made their way to the house of Elliot's wife and son. As you cross the threshold, the hairs on all of your body stand up for a second and you get this hot sensation on the back of your necks and the cat is just hissing. You then go and and make your way towards Hamlet's room and you would see that like there is damage to the door frame but it looks like something big or strong like uh maybe hit it or tried to fit through it or something along those lines but again there's there's no blood there's um no signs of struggle or anything like that but what they found
0: there was evidence that his loved ones had been carried
4: away uh yeah i take him out to
3: the tracks thought it was some sort of uh, toboggan at first, but it looks too strange i'm gonna look around um is it like is it still so um so overcast that we couldn't tell where the sun is yeah i would say
1: that it's it's because it's still snowing pretty good at this point so yeah no you're you're not going to be able to tell exactly where the sun's at um you could make a pretty good educated guess
3: uh based off of the time though so that um like i would get the at least a little bit of indication that it's uh going north uh northeast but yeah
2: and someone refresh me on what's northeast to here.
3: I think that mound oh boy time to
0: die presents the most terrifying episode thus far of the devils and
1: It's getting close to, you know, 3, 3.30, and I mean, it's going to get dark in the next hour or so, and if you recall, all of your evidence had kind of led you to uh, start making your way sort of northeast towards uh, Longslide Falls Park. We found tracks. Yes, that had been covered with snow, so they were older. Um, you don't quite know how old at this point. I just found these.
4: Look like sleigh tracks going off towards the park.
3: <clears throat> yeah. So, let's follow.
4: Uh, can we walk or can
3: we drive
1: there? Uh, you're gonna have to drive. Like uh, good. That's why I, I would prefer to drive. Definitely. So the thing is, is this is a a state park, so it's a big forest that there is some waterfalls uh down the ways that if you make your way you know down some trails and things like that you can go and see them and they're still flowing in the winter time and you know it's not it's just a little bit treacherous sometimes to get there but anyway you would you could probably park your vehicle you know in the in the parking lot that most people would use when visiting this park if you wanted to um, but you don't necessarily have a super great trail once you get, you know, to the to the tree line
4: Why don't you pull into the lot there? Maybe we can try and pick up the trail again before it gets dark
5: Yeah, uh Dr. D you're, you do like track trail track pickups, right? You study these animals so you should be probably better than the rest of us, at least.
2: Occasionally. I can try, but it is getting pretty dark out. My eyes aren't as good as they used to be.
4: This is a cop car. There should be a flashlight in the
1: glove compartment or something. I'm gonna look for a flashlight or any kind of light. Um, Yeah, there would be a flashlight in the uh, glove compartment. <laughs> it's
4: one of those metal ones with a great big end on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> and there we go. It's, like, got one of those massive ends, but then the light is almost as bright as a pen light. (laughs) Stupid
1: fucking 50s flashlights. Oh, yeah. At this time, yeah, the flashlight would have been
5: garbage. (laughs) All right. So, Ronnie, you're in charge of the flashlight. Dr. D, you're in charge of looking for tracks. I'm going to hold on to this here rifle. And then Elliot, I think maybe just be another lookout. I don't know, can you find tracks?
3: Uh, I can always help, um, but in this cold my glasses are... borderline useless.
2: I wish you'd have told me I'd have put some of that anti-fog stuff on him, it's what I did for mine.
3: It wasn't in the forefront of my mind, sorry. Alright,
4: let's get searching. I don't want to be out here in the dark if I don't have to.
1: Um, Like most forests in uh, Marinette County, it is heavy with pine trees and spruces and things like that. Um, You know, just uh, your fucking uh, coniferous variety kind of a thing. And so they stay pretty thick year round. Like you don't get as much brush, but you still have a lot of sticks and things to push through, but one of the things that it does benefit is you can preserve tracks better in snowfall, because it doesn't get down as heavy. However, one of the first things that you would notice is that there are a lot of very heavy and large drifts that also would build up in these uh, pine forests, and so sometimes they make it a little difficult to uh, get around because, you know, you have to make your way around them and things like that, but anyway. Uh... Go ahead and roll me wisdom. It's colder than a witch's tit out here.
5: Hey, watch your language. There's a lady around.
4: Sorry, colder than a witch's nipple.
5: (laughs) Pass.
1: So you would definitely notice that there are a lot of uh, tracks going around, and the majority of them seem like they're quadrupedal. Um, However, you do pick up on... It's less of a sleigh now. It looks more like something dragging prey than than it did before, where it seemed like you know just a wide uh, track set that had been covered by snow. Like at this at this position, like you can you know because it's been project- protected a little bit from the snowfall it looks like a predator with prey and it's all kind of leading you um, this northeasterly d- direction um, deeper into the woods
2: I found it it looks different though what do you mean? less like a sleigh and more like something being dragged
4: you're sure it's the same tracks?
3: we have to hurry
4: we have no plan here uh, what are we going to do if we find somebody?
2: Do I have any idea how fresh these are? Um, no. Not really. It's kind of
1: hard to tell.
2: I can't really make a guess, but I don't know.
1: Is there any light naturally? Um, at this point, I think after, you know, parking the car, getting out, Dr. Greenbank taking the time to figure where everything is, like, the sun is burnt near gone, and so it's, you know... It's getting a little hard to see.
4: I know that we're in the forest, so maybe that negates this, but sometimes snow days have a glow about them.
1: Honestly, it's probably going to be easier to see once the moon comes up, depending upon the phase, because once the, you know, moon starts hitting the snow, it should maybe help out a little bit, but right now it's pretty hard. I'm gonna switch the torch off just to preserve batteries
4: and give us the element of surprise. If we need it, it comes back on.
2: When we left uh, Nora's house, would it have been possible for Dorothy to, like, get, like, their coats and gloves and stuff just to have them, in case we find them? Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely.
2: Okay.
3: Do you think that the tracks are recent enough that it would be do any good to uh, call out for them? I
2: don't like that idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good idea to call just because, you know, we are going into the woods at night. We already established that somebody took them, right?
4: Essentially. Yes. The whole point of turning the flashlight off was to not alert them of our presence. I want to get the jump on these guys.
3: All right, let's just continue forward. We we can't waste any more time. There's There's no one we can call for help. For all we know, the same goddamn thing is what took out the the sheriff and the deputy.
4: Don't remind me. I think, uh, I think that, uh, Ronnie, with the flashlight, is gonna kinda take
1: the lead, as long as he can see the tracks. Okay. So, you continue forward, and every time that you hear something crunch or move, or the wind blow through the, the trees around you, and it just puts you a little bit more uneasy like you're just trying to focus on these tracks but it feels like unnatural almost like you don't you don't hear anything like like any animals or anything like that and there should be some sign of animal life or at the very least something running away as you maybe get up on it but it's as though well as though a predator might lurk in these woods
3: the silence has got me jumpy you're not the only
5: one
2: it's got all of us jumpy hun dart you still have that rifle right
5: <laughs> oh yeah I ain't letting go of that Uh, you know it's it's been ...a long time since I've been hunting... ...but, uh... ...I remember one thing we used to do was... ...you know, kinda... Ma- ...make some noise or some scent upwind... ...if we could, and then... ...make our way downwind... ...so that... ...they would be coming to us, you know? Maybe we could, like, start a fire or something out here? A little campfire, and then... ...you know, whatever... Is out here might be drawn to the campfire and we could be further on kind of watching it trying to follow the rest of these trails or something just a dot
3: we don't have that kind of time I don't have that kind of campfire
5: true I guess uh yeah time time is kind of the big thing here all right
4: have the tracks changed at all
1: no they just continue on at a very steady gait. Um, obviously, the thing that it's dragging is irregular. Um, it seems like it's kind of bouncing along. And um, a few times you notice that uh, the tracks will kind of stop and adjust. And at that point, you're pretty positive that there are two of them, but they're mostly running in each other's footsteps. Only a few times do you think that you've noticed that, like, the gate of it just seems off, and and one of them had stopped, but the other one must have continued at full speed, and so you're positive at this point that there are two.
4: I'm gonna, uh, briefly hold the flashlight down at the snow and observe the tracks when I see this, and I'm gonna say, we've been tracking one group, but I think this at least two sets of prints here. It's hard to tell.
3: Yeah, it makes sense. They've took in, taken two, two hostages. At the
4: very least, it tells us we're probably on the right trail.
2: Is there any noticeable difference in the size of the prints?
1: The, um, one set would seem like they're a little bit smaller. Is it
2: small enough to be a kid?
1: You're not sure.
2: Okay. One of these sets is definitely smaller than the other one. I'm not sure if it's small enough to be a child, though.
4: I would be nervous that if we did make noise, they wouldn't run to us, they would run away from us. I think we should just keep moving.
3: Exactly.
1: Okay. And we press on. So you continue on for... another 30 minutes or so, and you have the wind, it's died down even more at this point and the night is getting very calm and the moon is um, quite full at this moment and so you know especially when you get into areas where the trees are not as close together when you're tracking it you can see pretty well You would keep going for another 30 minutes or so. Do you want to stop or talk, or do you want to just continue on even further?
4: I know we have to keep going, but I am so cold. Yeah. I can't even feel my fingers anymore through my gloves.
3: Do you happen to know how far down the trail that, that thing, the, uh, the mound... How far is it?
2: Nothing said.
3: Well, stopping now would only make us colder, I believe.
4: We've come all this way. If there's something out here, we're probably going to encounter it going to or coming back from, so...
5: Better sooner than later, then.
4: I'm just going to be one foot in front of the other at this point. I'm so tired of walking through this fucking snow.
3: Yeah, at this point, um, Elliot just uh, takes his glasses, um, holds them up, and puts them in his uh, coat pocket, because they're not doing him any good. So you get to a, like...
1: It's basically a creek, but it's a pretty wide one, and it's running relatively fast. It doesn't look deep, but it's probably nine feet across, um you wouldn't estimate that it's more than three to five feet deep at most um, in most of the places, but I mean it's running it's running pretty fast. Um, there's quite a few rocks you can see though that the um, the tracks just seem to kind of like get get a little bit further apart as though they're gaining speed and then across the river from where you're at you can actually see the impact in the snow you're pretty positive that they just leapt over the entire thing you would guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 feet Uh,
4: I shine the light across the river am I crazy or did they jump this thing
2: they definitely jumped it
4: that's gotta be at least 15 feet well we knew they were strong This snow doesn't even look like it's gotten wet on the other side. It's just crumply. I don't know how it's possible. And I don't know what we're going to do about this. This is a problem.
3: I can barely see a damn thing. Is there any crossing that any of you know about?
2: None that I can see.
4: I shine the light up and then down the river.
1: I mean, you see some areas where there's some rocks. They look slick. Um, you know, and if you should fall in, it's it's not going to be a good time, but you can try them.
4: All right, fellas, how is your, uh, how's your balancing act?
5: Not good. I normally only try it when I'm drinking, so also not very good.
3: I guess it's fine enough. i ride a bicycle most days.
4: I'm no circus acrobat, but I I could probably get across those rocks over there. Uh, no promises. Hope they're not iced over. I'm gonna start making my way towards the rocks.
1: They're maybe, you know, 20 feet up the river where you would imagine uh, it's maybe only eight feet wide. And so, you know, you've got a couple of larger boulders where it's uh, frothing around it. And it's actually relatively loud um, next to this area, too, just because of the sound of the water rushing around these rocks and things.
4: I would like to test step on one and see if my foot slips off or if I've got grip.
1: You know, it's, it's grippy enough. Um, the other ones, a little bit further into the into the river, though, those ones seem like they got a little bit more water rushing over the top of them.
4: Alright, we need some sort of plan, because if we go in the drink it's it's not going to be good for battle in the cold, you know that. And I I don't know what we're going to do at that point. We're kind of just, if you'll pardon my language,
3: kind of just fucked.
2: If you go in that water, you're going to freeze to death, for sure.
3: That being the case, I think we need to throw the lamp. the, The flashlight on the other side.
4: I don't understand your logic.
3: If that thing falls in the water, it'll be useless.
4: That's a reasonable point. But I also don't like the idea. <laughs> All right, here, what, what about this? I'll try walking across with the flesh. And if I go down, I'll try and toss it across.
2: Ronnie, if you go down, none of us are going to be able to pull you back out.
1: How
4: strong is this water?
1: Um, It depends on how shocked your system is going to be when you hit it and then try and use your motor skills to get out of it. Because, like, it's not, like, super strong. You could wade across it and not, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't slip, it's not going to be a problem. But if you started to gain some momentum, it definitely could be. And you know for a fact that uh, somewhere down a ways, there are waterfalls, and those are not going to feel good.
4: I told myself that I was going to be a brave man today, and not the coward... That I was yesterday. One of you take the flashlight for now. And if I make it across, you throw it to me.
3: I grab the flashlight.
4: I take some breaths. Psych myself up. And begin making my way across.
1: Go ahead and roll dexterity. Dorothy's praying. And remember, you all have luck points that you can use. We'll so Go ahead and roll dexterity. How does that work? It says spend luck to get a sanity re-roll. You can uh, re-roll a die. You can re-roll something if you spend a luck point. Oh, I see. Spend one luck plus one sanity to re-roll any die. I got it. I got it. I got it.
4: Alright, dexterity. We're trying to get below,
1: aren't we? (laughs) Yes, you are. It's a bit of a fail. Do you want to spend a luck point? Yes, please. Okay.
4: So my sanity goes down. And my luck number goes down? Correct.
1: Pass. Okay. Uh. So you step onto the first one and feel pretty confident with it. You step onto the second one and it's a little bit slicker. And the third one, as you kind of step onto it, your foot slips for just a second and you kind of lean back and put your all your weight onto your back foot and then you take a deep breath take the step again and then just kind of leap off of the front foot and land onto the bank on the other side and you kind of look back at the others and uh, put your arms in the air like (sighs) ta-da hey
4: (laughs) Uh, alright throw me the flashlight all right, here you go. I, I assume he just throws it to the shore,
1: I don't have to catch it. Yeah, no, it's fine.
4: All right, so that was... not entirely easy. Actually.
3: Just keep the flashlight pointed at the rocks that I'm about to jump to. I'm gonna go next.
4: Is there any way we could find, I don't know, a branch on either side that would reach at least halfway across for you to grab? A quarter of the way across? I'm going to start looking at dead branches and see if anything would snap off.
1: Absolutely. Like, all you need to do is just reach up and break something off of a nearby dead tree, for sure.
4: Oh, okay. This seems like it could be long enough. Like, I could reach at least a quarter of the way across this. If if you go in, I'm I'm, I'm stretch this out and you grab it.
3: Okay, sure, fine. Just keep the light pointed at the rocks. I will do that. Go ahead and roll decks. All right, and I also <laughs> will be using a good luck point. <laughs> okay. And that works. Okay. So you make
1: your way across and uh, look back at the others.
3: Yeah, I almost uh, slip on the same rock and I end up grabbing the branch that he was holding out. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, you grab onto it and he pulls you over to the other side. That's two for four.
5: We're 50% done.
3: Watch that third rock.
5: Third rock. Alright. Uh Dr. D, you should probably throw this rifle over there too. Cause if this gets wet it's not gonna be worth a damn. Yeah, you better unchamber that <laughs> before you throw it.
2: It's it's not a good idea for me to throw it.
5: Well I've never exactly been known for my arm, so at least if you do it it's you know, you breaking your property and not me breaking your property.
4: Just put your hand on the butt of the gun and just launch it across.
2: Okay, I'll try.
1: All right, roll decks.
2: Mary Alfred, whoever's listening. <laughs> that one, that's a pass.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, it uh <laughs> it gently uh plops into some powder nearby them. Oh.
5: Hey.
4: Okay. <laughs> You're a natural, kid. Kid? I don't know. That's what they
5: say back in the city. Thank you. Okay, away we go, Dan. I'll start hopping on the rocks. All right, Dex. Ah, <clears throat> oh,
1: success. All right. You don't even slip on anything. You just kind of hop from rock to rock and uh, plant yourself down on the other side of the shore and look back at Dr. Greenbank. Aubrey, please
5: <laughs> I'll promptly pick that rifle back up then and <laughs> She gives you a thumbs up
1: Well, considering the critical success that just happened I, uh, have a feeling that we we're about to get a string of bad rolls <laughs> Aubrey, please
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> My stomach hurts, please This was Dex? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep
3: to fail
2: um but I am going to use a luck point
3: okay thank god huh. luck lady
2: pass
1: okay, oh, okay. uh Fuck. Dr. Greenbank <laughs> again uh on the third stone slips for a second and Ronnie you reach out with that branch and Dr. Greenbank when you grab a hold of it Ronnie just yanks and you're sort of like Launched uh, onto the other side of the the river, and uh, you are safely across. Oh, you've been drinking some milk? I'm glad
4: I didn't rip Yams right out of the sockets today.
2: <laughs> that loss of a point of sanity probably manifested in her just screaming when she slipped. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> um.
4: Let's not think about the fact that the car is on the other side of that river now.
2: Don't, don't even, don't even. <laughs>
5: hey, we're taking this one rock at a time, okay?
3: Yeah. <sighs> we, we can't sit here and celebrate. We we have to keep going. Remember the gun.
5: Um, yeah, I got it. Thing is, with that, that scream you just let out, I think anything <laughs> anywhere close knows that we're coming. If they didn't already.
3: Maybe the sound of the river covered it up.
2: There's also probably a million
5: different animals in this woods that can scream.
3: Make sure to rack the new round.
5: That's smart of ya. Thought you didn't know much about guns.
3: I catch on quick. If you're studying at Cambridge, we'll do do that to a person.
5: Huh. <laughs> Good on you.
1: The wind is picking up more now. And it's kind of welcome because it's no longer is eerie, but it's also not because the wind chill is much colder than it is outside and you are all shivering. Like it is incredibly cold and you have traveled probably another 30 minutes from the river still and it just continues through this pine forest. Like every once in a while there's a copse with a few oaks or elms and things like that and some birches that um, have lost all of their leaves and the moonlight will shine down and the snow will reflect. But also sometimes in areas like these, the wind will just kick up any of the loose powder that's around and it just stings your face and you continue to just follow this, this trail for another half an hour. And it just continues, and you notice that not once has either of these creatures stopped for more than a a step or two. Like, these tracks stay almost uniform.
4: You know, I got a, a bad feeling about this that just keeps getting worse the further we go. What other kind of feeling could you have in this situation? I just kept telling myself that we were following these like a mother and a daughter or something, but this is feeling
3: more unnatural the more I see here. There's no turning back now. Although if you did, I would keep going. I have to.
4: Hmm. And then no man left behind, (laughs) right? That includes me too, right, guys? Yes, of course.
1: I mean, it's late in the sense that it's, you know, quite dark and things like that, but it's only, you know, 9.15, and so there is much of the evening to go yet, and... So you continue trudging forward, and every single step is getting harder and harder, and um, could all of you please give me a constitution roll? Oh,
5: fuck.
3: That's a fail for me. Ronnie, no,
5: money, no. Wait, me- Ooh. Pass. Um, Barely. I'll take that fail.
2: I'll take the fail.
1: Okay, so Ronnie, almost in unison, all of your companions collapse into the into the snow like like their their limbs just seem like they don't want to go anymore like after a second or two all of you are able to bring yourselves back up to your feet but you're just feeling so cold it is just so utterly cold and at this point you can't even feel your fingers or your toes and you think that's probably why you all tripped, and Ronnie, you also can't feel most of your extremities, but for some reason, you're just able to keep putting one foot in front of the other.
3: He's just built different.
5: <laughs> <laughs> do
4: You guys all toppled over at once there, like a set of bowling
2: pins.
3: Yeah. But my, my, my reaction's getting pretty pretty slow.
2: We're all going to freeze to death if we stay out here.
3: we... can, uh, take some time to huddle up. <laughs> Share our body heat.
4: Vandermeek. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about your fire idea. How, how quick can that happen?
5: Uh, if we can find some dry wood... Shouldn't take too long. We've got enough matches.
4: Dry wood out here. Are you fucking kidding me? in my language.
2: There has to be some somewhere. That's your best shot.
4: I'm going to kind of stagger walk around our area and just see if anything's brittle enough to snap
3: off again. I mean, you're able to find some sticks and twigs, but I'm going to try to sort of huddle, um... Me and Greenbank and uh Vandermeek together to where we're you sort of like, you know, getting at least some of our own um body heat together. So,
1: um Vandermeek, you're probably trying to dig down into the snow so that you can get down to the uh to the actual ground to start a fire. Um And that's going to take you a little while to do that. Um, Ronnie, you are able to find some twigs and stuff like that. Um, Whether or not you're going to be able to get a fire going, though, that is beyond you. Um, You do think that maybe if you expanded your perimeter, you could uh, maybe find more stuff.
4: I found this starter. I don't think it's going to burn for long. I'm going to have to go... Look for some other bigger branches. I think.
2: Come on, I'll go with you. We're gonna find branches.
5: It's a start. Uh, that's why they call it stada.
0: <laughs> I don't want to die out here.
4: I never thought I would go like this. <laughs>
5: Well then find us some branches and uh and we won't, you know? Yeah That's what it's gonna take to stay alive, okay? Don't go too far, but I'll work on getting this lit up. Branches up find some
4: branches <laughs> I'll keep it together. I'm alright Branches
5: and Elliot, you crouch down here with me we're gonna try and block the wind and and light this up, you know (laughs) lord knows I got enough matches on me yeah
3: you don't suppose we could get one of these rifle cartridges apart, do you? we could probably use the the powder inside to help catch the fire Dart you'd
1: know you'd probably need players to do that, and your fingers are barely working as the, as it is much less having players like strength,
5: yeah <laughs> much less having strength if we had the tools for it and my fingers were working right, then maybe, but you'd have better luck just tossing some bullets onto the fire and that's that's a damned bad idea, you know, so yeah. All right, let's try this here. Hi,
3: <laughs> I still think we're gonna make we're gonna make it though. In my my dream last night, I I, I wasn't kidding when I said we <laughs> talked to the voice of God. I wasn't a believer before before then. I, I am now.
5: Well, it's good to have something to hold on to when times get tough like this.
3: I remember re- reading about a Napoleon's march on Moscow. It was so cold that ice crystals just hung in the air like they were f- floating. No kidding? I... I figure, as long as it doesn't get that bad, we at least have a chance.
5: You know, one thing's been catching on my brain since we've been walking here the last couple minutes. This is one of the coldest winters I've been in. I mean, I've been away for a couple years, but, you know... It seems really weird to me that that stream didn't straight freeze over. ...with how cold it is!
3: <laughs> I don't know much about the, the area, but uh, I would assume that s- uh, rivers like that are spring-fed. They they come from uh, underground, and plus they're moving, moving water doesn't freeze
5: i guess i just you know seen some rivers freeze over before at least the tops of them weird that i mean it wasn't that deep i guess it was pretty fast you're right uh we'll cut over to dr greenbank and ronnie then how
1: far do you want to um go away from where your friends are at
4: I honestly, I don't think that Ronnie is really spatially aware right now, so that's kinda up to green bank.
3: Oh, that's gonna turn out good.
4: Ronnie's probably staggering along like a drunkard at this point, and so unless she directs me, I probably would be venturing 50 to 100 at least, if not more.
2: Okay, so she's going to stick with him, and she'll, like, rein him back if something happens.
1: (laughs) Why don't you both make me a wisdom roll? Pass. Mm. Fail. There is a weird formation in the trees up ahead. Like, it's it's like a shape that you don't find in nature. Like, it's kind of... Square-like and triangular at the top, um, you're not quite sure what it is. Like it's kind of far off into the distance. It's kind of hard to make it out in the moonlight. It's, but it's odd.
4: Green Bank. Yes. Am I hallucinating? Well, do I see a shelter?
2: I think that might be what it
0: is.
4: God, I hope it's warmer in there.
2: At least it'll be out of the wind.
4: You've lived here how long?
2: In Wisconsin my whole life.
4: Is this normal? Because fuck this, if you'll pardon my little language.
2: Well, this was nothing compared to the blizzards in the 1910s, but this was, this is still one hell of a storm.
4: I've never had anything like this in New York, I'll tell you that. Is it becoming any clearer as we walk towards it?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I think that... If you continue far enough, you would see that it looks like a cabin. And... There's a glow in the window.
4: (laughs) Green Bank, I think we... We gotta go get the others. This might be a salvation here.
2: Come on, straight line. Let's go.
4: Whoa, wait, 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 wait. How are we gonna find this again? We gotta mark this or something.
2: We could just follow our tracks.
4: Oh yeah, like like we've been doing this whole time. That's silly. We
2: could follow our tracks. <laughs> She's gonna like she'll like take his shoulders. Come on, we gotta go back and get the others.
1: Um, I think yeah we'll just fast forward to you getting back there you know it's a good 20 minute walk but guys we don't need the fire
2: we found a cabin <laughs> we found a cabin
3: <laughs> I grab uh Vandermeek's shoulders and I say what I tell you <laughs> he is looking out for us
5: <laughs> your newfound fate coming in strong bud alright where is it? Let's go right now. Let's go. Come on, come on.
1: Give me a constitution roll, please, Elliot. That's uh, another fail. Fuck. Your legs are not working at this moment. Like you, you try and
3: get up, and your legs just are not moving. All right, yeah. Like I, I get up even after my laughing fit, and um, and then immediately fall back down. <laughs> Frosty? Frosty. Fuck, uh, Elliot. <laughs> Okay, Ronnie, get over here. I'm gonna try to stand up again. You would fall back down. Ronnie, come on, we gotta help
4: you. Ah, Frosty, ups and the daisy, come on.
1: <laughs> Can I make it with help? Yeah, after a little bit of, uh, like, them helping you along and you're able to kind of get the blood flowing back into your legs, um, you're kind of able to go on your own with, you know, kind of close assistance from uh, from Ronnie. Um, it's a little bit slower going, but, yeah, you're able to make it, for sure. Hey buddy, you really
4: shouldn't take my nickname so literally.
3: Yeah, well, what?
4: And nah, don't worry about it. Come on, let's go.
3: Alright. So, what kind of place is this?
4: Who cares? There's a light in the window and there's probably warm inside. Somebody's in there? Probably. We didn't look. It's just, it's got to at least break the wind. So, that's something.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
5: Anything to get out of the wind is going to help us.
1: So, as you are approaching this cabin, the first thing that you would notice as you get quite close, like within, you know, 100 feet or so, is that there are tracks going um, to and from the door of it that... um, It's kind of hard to tell what they would be um, from this distance, but there's very clearly tracks there. And also, though, you're pretty positive that the window is broken. Like, there's no sort of cross for where the panes of glass would go or anything like that, it's just open, and you can kind of see this soft sort of orange glow inside. Flickering or steady? It's pretty steady.
4: I don't think that I would be thinking clearly enough to investigate this. I would probably just lean Frosty over on Vandermeek and then go bang on
1: the door. When you hit your fist on it, it would pop open. And inside, you would see that there is a one room. Um, along the wall, there is a like kind of counter space with a sink. It doesn't have like a faucet or anything like that, it's just a basin. Next to that, there would be like a, a like pail, you would assume is maybe full of water. There's a like central table um, that is two of the legs are broken and so it's sort of like a 45 degree angle and a couple of the chairs are knocked over. Then there's like a rocking chair in the corner with like a broken shelf next to it and you also would notice that carved into the walls are these symbols that are it's it's a language that you've never seen before it looks almost like hieroglyphics and it's carved into every single one of these walls, and then coming from the center of the room, there is this uh, trap door that is open, and you can see that the bright orange glow is coming from down there. My countenance
4: falls as I take this in bit by bit, and I take steps backwards away from the door towards the group. It's very warm in there,
1: though, Ronnie. Warm in there, though, Ronnie. Warm in there, though,
4: Ronnie. Warm in there, though, Ronnie. I... ...feel funny... ...about this. What's the problem?
5: Huh? It's dead or we freeze to death. There's not much choice. Come on. What? It's so warm in there... ...but... ...funny. Crepes on a cracker, let's go then! Come on.
3: So once you all uh, get me up to the door, yeah, like, I kind of gasp. <sighs> what
4: the... You feel it too.
3: <laughs> I mean... Feel it? Yes, it's, it's warm. What the... What the hell is going on in here? It's so warm help me inside
1: you can all go inside of the building absolutely
5: close the door
1: yeah um the latch seems fine Um. weirdly enough though the window is definitely broken but it is like the wind is not howling into uh, into this room as it should be
2: do any of these symbols make sense to Dorothy
1: Uh, what languages does Dorothy speak
2: uh, she speaks, uh, English, Menominee, and Ojibwe.
1: Why don't you roll me a percentile and call, uh, high or low beforehand?
2: Alright, let's call... Let's call, well uh, 20.
1: You have heard of this language that some people consider to be, uh, crackpot thing by this mathematician by the name of John D. But he claims that the language of the angels that was given to Enoch John Dee could translate it. And this kind of reminds you of Enochian. You can't read it at all, but it looks very similar to it.
4: There's someone down in the basement. Which Did you hear him? No.
3: Just a feeling?
1: I start walking towards the basement. Stairs. As you approach, you can see that it's just a dugout root cellar, but the bright light and the warmth is emanating from it. And there's a ladder just made of simple pieces of wood leading down. And a couple of the rungs are broken, but you're pretty sure you could get down there. I take the first step and then
4: make my way down.
1: You slowly lower yourself down into the basement and you look and you see that there is this altar, almost, in front of you. It's this skull. It looks like it's a human skull, and it's glowing with this kind of orangish light, and there are some candles around it, and they're all burning, and next to it, you see that there are three bodies but all of them are vivisected in a way that makes them look as though they were a chrysalis. And their torso and limbs are splayed and split just evenly down the center of each of them. And you can see that there is this puddle of gore surrounding them, and two of the the bodies appear to be women maybe in their 20s and the other one is 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 a fetus do i snap out of it what why don't you make me a sanity roll pass yes
4: fellas
2: fellas anybody what's going on yeah what is it
4: I'm going to be scrambling to get up the ladder.
1: You see, Ronnie is like clawing to get his way up. Like, he hits himself a couple of times, and like, you can hear him grunting as he appears up above the, the,
5: the hatch. Oh, cripes, spot. Ronnie. What's wrong? This spot Jeez, Okay, sit down, Ronnie. sit down. Come on. Here, have a smoke. Have a smoke. Breathe deep. Come on. Get down there. What?
0: There's something down there. <laughs> There's bodies down there.
5: There's bodies down there?
0: We have to get out of here. Close the cellar. Close the cellar quick!
5: I, I go and uh, like run over and throw the cellar door closed. Um,
1: You close it, but you notice that the latch has been completely busted off, and... The door looks like it's uh, like there's a kind of large crack going down the center of it in between both of the hinges going from one side to the other, and you realize that something definitely forced its way out. Um, if you did any sort of uh, investigating, you would notice that there is a broken padlock um, across the room a little ways.
4: Ronnie's going to start
1: piling
4: any furniture he can get his hands on on top of this trap door.
2: If you didn't get attacked by anything while you were down there, then there's nothing down there that can. What. What did you see? I. The
4: bodies were. torn open. The flesh was peeled back. There was a. a fucking altar. If. you pardon my language. I, uh. I think at this point. I'm going to just vomit all over the floor.
2: Okay, so, bodies. There were two? Yeah. Only two?
4: Don't... I don't know, I didn't... I didn't look too good. I'm... calming down. Where's the gun? I got it. Okay. I think we can take another look. It's like you said, right? Nothing got me. Exactly. Okay. I will scooch away from the thing and let Vandermeek
1: deal with this. Alright, going down then, uh, Dart?
5: Yeah. I guess.
1: Alright. So you open it up and you start climbing your way down and you would see that there is that glowing skull altar in the back. Um, You would also see the two bodies of the early 20s women Um, you would also see the the corpse of a fetus they all look like they burst open from the inside almost Um, you would also notice though that there are extra bones down here extra human bones aside from just that skull on the altar
5: oh Oh, that's not, that's, that's off, that's foul. Wow. Oh, god. Yeah, he's going to, Dart is going to slowly walk over to the bodies. And, uh, try and see, yeah. I mean, he has no way of really knowing, but do they look like they're decomposing at all, or...
1: Oh, yeah, they're heavily decomposed, for sure.
5: that's bad. Okay, Uh, I'm going to make my way up the cellar and just kind of peek my head up. So, good news is that it seems like whatever happened down there happened... Quite a while ago. And that's about all the good news that there is. But boy howdy, is there a lot of bad news. Ah, uh, Dr. D, you, I don't think you want to go down there. I, I do. I, you don't. Really, <laughs> you don't.
2: If anyone's going to know anything about altars, it's probably me.
5: I know, but that's, it's... Okay, come on. Don't say I didn't warn you. All right, we're going down.
1: Dr. Greenbank, you would see what everybody else has been described to um,
5: when you get down there.
2: Jesus, God.
5: Oh, and there's tree bodies. Okay. Uh, for... For now, I'm saying we ignore the bodies best we can, and, uh... Does Saltier mean anything to you? Do I have any clue?
1: Do you wanna... How close do you wanna get to it, investigating?
2: Close enough to touch it, but she's not gonna fucking touch it.
1: Okay, um... You would notice that it seems like... Because the skull is glowing, but there is, like, this infinite blackness in the eyes of it like both of the eye sockets like it's really unsettling like the longer that you stare at it and
2: would you like to continue staring at it she's not looking at the skull she's looking she's also looking at the rest of the stuff on the uh on the altar she's not making eye contact with the skull
1: okay you would just see that there are um a bunch of wax candles that are Still somehow lit, like they're all sort of being just kept in this this position, like this perpetual position of like half melted.
2: She's gonna look over at the skull and she's just gonna say, "I don't trust you. Then stand up and back away.
1: Would you like to investigate anything else? How badly decomposed are these bodies? I mean, it's weird that there aren't flies buzzing around here, but as you're sort of investigating the bodies, um, you would notice that there are a lot of dead flies. Um, some of the maggots in the body are wriggling around, but uh, there's also a lot that are just still in their pieces of flesh, and um, it, it it really makes it much harder to tell um, just judging off of, of those things because now what you could have placed as maybe a week or two, I mean this could have taken a month for all you know, um, considering that it doesn't seem like the insect life can sustain, sustain itself down here
2: Are there any like sheets or anything that she can cover them up with?
1: I, I think in the bedroom that's like the only room that's off of the main one you can find some blankets and stuff. Yeah. Okay, she'll do that. Doctor Greenbank, as you are covering them up though, the last thing that you would notice is the umbilical cord is still attached.
2: Okay. Alright.
1: And you can go upstairs.
2: Alright. She does it. And she's she's not gonna blow out the candles because she doesn't want to piss off whatever's altar that is. <laughs> But she just kind of does the, like, I'm watching you thing to the skull with the two fingers.
5: And she shuts the door, and pushes something on top of it.
1: What are y'all doing? You staying here tonight?
5: Hell yeah, we're staying here tonight.
2: She's like, Dorothy's like, I wonder if I can talk to Metatron. These symbols, there's this on the walls. There's a language. From a mathematician that everybody thinks is crazy, but, you know, I... I know what it's like for the scientific community to think you're crazy, believe me. It's called Enochian. And it's supposedly the language of the angels. Now, I can't read it, but... I feel like if I asked him really nicely... Metatron might help me. At least a little bit. Those poor
5: girls. Well? I guess there's only really one thing to do then take watches and try and get whatever rest we can I think so Dart will uh, hunker down and uh, sit on top of whatever was uh, put on top of the trapdoor.
4: Ronnie would just be sitting there looking like he's
1: trying not to throw up again So who wants to go to sleep
3: first?
2: I think Dorothy.
1: Um, Is Elliot passed out at this point?
3: Yeah, like, uh, the truck next to me is, like, they cranked up their engine and it's, like, super loud, so uh, yeah, I wrote in the chat that um, Elliot was passed out.
1: Oh, my bad. Okay, cool. Alright, so... Ronnie... I guess probably going to leave Dart to do the first watch, and so the three of you will all go to sleep and or are you going to do the two person watch thing again I don't
4: know if Ronnie can sleep at a time like this considering what he saw and what he knows
1: is right below him alright so Dr. Greenbank I think that uh, you would just dream as normal uh, for the first night in you know a couple and then Dart, are you going to wake her up for the next watch, or since Ronnie doesn't appear to be sleeping, are you going to just trust him to take care
5: of it? Uh, I'll wake up, Doctor Greenbank. Okay. Uh, and yeah, just tell her, uh, you know, try and calm down Ronnie a bit if you can. I, I don't know that he's gonna, but if he can get any rest at all, you know,
2: I'll try. Thank you, Han
1: All right, and Dart, you go to sleep, and when you start to dream, everything is very vivid at first, and you find yourself in a in a small cottage. It seems like it's it's very kind of quaint, and you can. You could see, oh, okay, this is, this is the cabin, okay, and the door opens up, and your father walks in, and he goes over, and he fiddles with a couple of things over at the counter, and then as you're sort of scanning the entirety of the room, you see at the table, Elliot is there.
2: After
5: you get what you want, you don't want it. If I gave you
4: the, the Devil's Antlers is a production by the Time to Die Podcast Network. We have other adventures too, and they're all available at TimeToDieRPG.com. Our website also features ways you can support us, such as Patreon for pledging monthly, and Kofi for one-time donations. The ukulele music is by Charlotte Pelgin. You can buy her fantastic album at CharlottePelgin.com. It's available physically and digitally. Our players tonight were Tim DeMuse as the Game Master, Chris Riley as Elliot Halloway, Aubrey Gray as Dr. Greenbank, Eric Pat as Dart Vandermeek, and Brian Bridges as Ronnie Pinkerton. That's-a-me! Our social media links and all the links I've mentioned are in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you again on the next episode of The Devil's Handlers.